back in it was 78 or 79 i was i was eight or nine years old and we lived in eastern kentucky and we lived up a holler and it took me a long time to get to the bus every morning it was about a quarter of a mile walk down a a gravel driveway and one spring that spring there was something that paced me in the woods you couldn't see exactly what was in the woods because the road was about there was about a five foot it was down five feet so the the embankment was about five to six feet above my head and that spring something heavy had heavy footfall paced me in the woods when i would walk down the driveway it would just there would be something matching step for step if i stopped it stopped Head to SmokyMountainSquatchShine.com now to save 10%. Just use promo code SQUATCHSHINE with a capital S. That's Smokey, S-M-O-K-E-Y-M-T-N, SQUATCHSHINE.com. Use promo code SQUATCHSHINE, one word, capital S. We know now that in the early years of the 20th century, this world was being watched closely by intelligences greater than man's. Did the CIA write Wind of Change by the Scorpions? <laughs> <laughs> As humans busied themselves about the various concerns, they were scrutinized and studied. Dr. Loeb, what percentage chance do you give it that you have indeed uncovered extraterrestrial or non-human technology? With infinite complacence, people went about their affairs Yet across an immense ethereal gulf, intellects vast and unsympathetic through their plans against us. Prior to your abduction, did you believe in UFOs or any sort of alien life form? All things unexplained. So some of that I think there will say for close session. Hello, all you unexplained ones out there. Thank you for joining us. This is CJ Derringer, along with my co-host, Dr. Mounts. We have a big night of Bigfoot for you. <laughs> and what better way to start it than with our friend of the show, creator of Smoky Mountain Squatch Shine. We have Tracy Arvin here to kick off our Bigfoot show with his very own story. We've got others who will be joining us throughout this episode. Please do send us your questions if you are watching live. If you do have a question, we ask that you put it in all caps so that we can find it. We will bring it into our show for our guests or for ourselves. Speaking of Bigfoot, you can find us at BigfootUFO.com to watch our show, listen to our show, and find all sorts of ways to support us. But let's dive right in. Tracy, welcome to All Things Unexplained. Thank you. I appreciate the time here at night. Yeah. So Tim has told me that you have your very own Bigfoot experience. We are hoping that you will share that story with us. Yes. Dive when right I was in. a little kid, back in, it was 78 or 79, I was I was eight or nine years old and we lived in eastern Kentucky and we lived up a holler and it took me a long time to get to the bus every morning. It was about a quarter of a mile walk down a, dry, a gravel driveway and 
one spring, that spring, there was something that paced me in the woods. You couldn't see exactly what was in the woods because the road was about, there was about a five foot, it was down five feet. So the, the embankment was about five to six feet above my head. And that spring, something heavy, had heavy footfall paced me in the woods. When I would walk down the driveway, it would just, there would be something matching step for step. If I stopped, it stopped. And there was, once I got to a certain point down the, down the driveway, there was some more people lived down about three quarters of the way down. And they had an old guard dog, old coon dog, as I called it. And it, Back then, they'd just lay on the porch, and when you'd go by, it'd run out and bark at you and all this stuff. And once I got past that point, it would stop. And I told my mom, and my mom told my dad, and my dad told me that it was probably an old hobo that it took up in the woods back there. And he was just either poking fun at me or doing something because... They didn't think it was a bobcat or anything because you'd hear four feet. And I told them, I said, you know, it was definitely two feet. It was somebody walking in the woods. Tracy, and, was this, did this happen multiple times or just this one specific occasion? No, it happened that spring several times. Okay. okay. Several times. And I got scared. And my dad said, well, take our... We had an old red coon dog. Said, take the dog with you and walk down the driveway and it'll come back home. And that particular morning we I I took Red with me and about halfway Hockles started he started just getting really just like something was out there growling, barking this overwhelming smell of skunky, just something dead skunky smell. The dog took its legs, but tucked its tail between its legs and went home, left me standing there. And so I went on and I run down to the bus stop and I told my dad, I said, look, you know, dad, the dog is scared. I'm scared. I'm not walking anymore. And you'd hear something whistle every once in a while. That was what really got me was as a kid, it would just whistle. And my dad said, well, I'll call the sheriff and we'll go out and look. Well, about that time before the sheriff came up, the people's dog down the way went missing. So they called the sheriff, said our coon dog's gone. So the sheriff came a day or two later and my dad and the sheriff and the guy down there where the house was, they went in the woods. They said they smelled just something awful. They couldn't ever find what was smelling, but there was just an overpowering smell of death. And... So after that, the site, the thing stopped actually pacing me 
and the dog never came back. And then shortly after that, we moved away. I don't know what the reason was or anything until later on down the road. Um, when I got older, I asked my dad, I said, you know, why did we move? And dad just simply said, we found the dog and we didn't like the way they found it. Oh. And the way my dad talked. So this was about a 50, about a 50 pound, 60 pound dog. And I'm sorry, it's gruesome, but it looked, my dad and the sheriff said that it looked like somebody had picked the dog up by its hind legs and hit it against a tree and just smashed the dog and laying. And this was a big old coon dog. You're not going to get that close to a dog back. You know, them old dogs are, you know, you want to go pick it up. It's going to, it's going to be. He's going to be spicy and no bullet wounds or nothing like he'd been shot or anything. And we moved and subsequently later on, I'd saw the legend of the Falk monster. And, you know, I just started, that's where my road to Bigfoot went. And I learned to went to the library, got everything I could find on Bigfoot saw Bigfoot shows on TV and I was intrigued ever since. And so interestingly, a lot of the people that we've talked to who are Bigfoot experts and we've had a lot on this show talk about that smell that you mentioned, just the gut wrenching, awful smell of death, as you mentioned, (laughs) I wonder where that comes from, why that is so associated with Bigfoot, but so many people we've had on the show believe that Bigfoot is not aggressive, typically speaking. So I haven't heard of animals, what have you, being brutalized, as you have said, next, unless maybe they were being attacked and it was a defense mechanism. I'm not sure. So that one's new. What was the monster that you said you you said? The Falk monster. The Al- I don't know you what know, that the, is. The legendary. Arkansas the legendary oh. Falk monster of our Arkansas, Falk, Arkansas. No, I don't. No. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Uh, it was just about a family that had been terrorized by a creature in Arkansas. And it kind of terrified me, but it intrigued me all at the same time. It's a very old movie. And okay. So I'll have to look into that one. That one's new for me. Now, the Falk right. monster's right there with... The Legend of Boggy Creek. Right. It's the, well, I guess it's the same thing. The Boggy Creek Falk Monster. So, yeah. Okay. Well, we've got lots of people joining us. We have a woohoo from Barb and a hi from Gina. Thank you for joining us live here on on YouTube, Facebook, wherever you're coming in from. For those of you that are following us, please do go ahead and hit our subscribe button. We do depend on listeners and followers like you to keep our show going. If you're listening on a podcast somewhere, subscribe there, give us a good rating. We would appreciate that so much. And again, you can find us at bigfootufo.com to learn more. So tell us, Tracy, you have this enthusiasm for Bigfoot. You've been researching it. And now here you are, Smoky Mountain Squatch Shine, making your own moonshine with Bigfoot as your mascot. How did you make that transition? And where are you currently in that process? Well, 
I always wanted to do moonshine. That was in my family's heritage. My great, great grandfather, my grandfather, they all made the moonshine. And we actually found my great, great grandpa's uh, moonshine recipe in, in the Bible that was passed down from my great, great grandma. And in the Bible. In the Bible. Now, I'm going to be honest. When, when you put something in the Bible back then, that meant something. That oh, was yeah. that was better than a safe at Fort Knox because there was nobody <laughs> getting past grandma or great grandma's Bible. And things it's like George Jones said, the family Bible. Yes, that's right. And so all during my life, I had different paths in life and everything. And later in life, I'm just like, you know, we always go to the Smoky Mountains. I love the Smoky Mountains. And I've been out in the Smoky Mountains. Uh, looking for Bigfoot. Um, then later on in life, you know, I love to just travel. I'm getting a little older to get out in the woods and look anymore, but that's a different story. <laughs> and uh, so I just wanted to take my love of the Smoky Mountains and my enthusiasm over Bigfoot and bring the Smoky Mountain Squatch Shine together. And so I hooked up with my buddy at Drop Zone Distilling. His name's Rod Pardon. And we came up with the recipe from my me telling him about my great-grandpa's recipe and how they made the re their uh, moonshine back then. And all they had in the hills of eastern Kentucky was corn and cane. Mm. And today, you have all these moonshines and it just seems like moonshine's being trying to be reinvented and they're trying to add these, you know, all these grains and everything and it's good and all, but I wanted to step backwards in time and just go back when moonshine, they made it. And that's what you, that's what you survived on by the money that, that they made from it. So instead of trying to reinvent moonshine, I just went backwards in time and did what we had. And that was corn and cane. And we're, we're, um, we've got it in production. It's for sale at the distillery. And we have it online at bigthirst.com. And there's some other things in the works to get it into um, the rest of Tennessee and Florida. We've got a lot of things in the works. So we're competing with a lot of moonshine but nobody has the Bigfoot as their backer. And, so you know, big, and Bigfoot's a billion dollar business a year. So who can, yes. who doesn't love Bigfoot? Yeah, so. it's wonderful. It is great. You have a great logo. I absolutely love it. We love your shirts. We've been sporting your shirts everywhere. And in your honor, mm -hmm. we all went out squatching to make a commercial for Smoky Mountain Squatch Shine. And I will tell you, it was my first true time squatching. Yes, <laughs> it was a good time. I don't know if now's the right time to roll that footage, Tim. But... It, it's a pretty good time, but I, I okay. do want to say, CJ, before I show our Smoky Mountain Squatch Shine ad that um, we've had a few listeners chime in. Lister Mark Morgan said, hey, hey, brother, good to see you, Tracy. And he said, I have had some Squatch Shine, and it's pretty great. Uncle Moonshine here, he said. And yes, for 
right now to our listeners. If you want to try Smoky Mountain Squat Shine yourself, you can head to SmokyMountainSquatShine.com. You've got it spelled out there, scrolling across the bottom. If you're listening on the audio format, that's S-M-O-K-E-Y, Smoky, the abbreviation for Mountain, M-T-N, SquatShine.com. You can use promo code SquatShine with a capital S, SquatShine, one word with a capital S. You can also Google Smoky Mountain Squat Shine and find it. Use promo code Squatch Shine, one word Squatch Shine for 10% off your order, capital S on the Squatch Shine. And yeah, before we show our commercial we made, I just wondered, Tracy, you went, you know, before, I, I like to think of it before encounter and after encounter. How would you say you changed? after your encounter was did it have some sort of emotional impact on you or how are you a different person after your encounter well i believe there's something out there now and as a kid you know everything runs through your mind boogeyman all kinds of things but as you get older it actually transformed me because i'm one of the people that believes in Bigfoot. And since that encounter, I just see things growing and growing and more encounters every day. So it, it had a big impact on my life because I wanted to get all the information I could. And that increased my library card because I, I would check out everything there was in the library, uh, watch every show that came on. And it was just a big impact on my life after that. So, and I've, and I love, I love it. So. Absolutely. That that's well said and well understood. And um, you know what, we've got a special treat for everybody tonight. We got to go out and we got to make a Smoky Mountain Squat Shine commercial for Mr. Tracy. And we got to sample our (laughs) Smoky Mountain Squat Shine. And you'll see it in there. And I can't wait because after this commercial, we're going to bring all the stars on with us. They're all here in the green room waiting. We've got Bama George here with us tonight, longtime listener. We've got Mr. J, all things unexplained military consultant. We've got Blake Best, author, actor, man of many talents, and composer of our Smoky Mountain Squat Shine commercial music. We're also going to be joined by the creators of our now famous logo here with us, Parker and Lauren Bailey from Monarch Wing Media. And they're all going to jump in here with us after group. the world premiere of our All Things Unexplained Smoky Mountain Squatch Shine commercial. And here it is, folks, for the first time ever. Let me pull that up and... Here we go.
Discover the legend, one sip at a time. Toast to the legends. What? Oh my God. Must be 21 or older to enjoy. Please, drink responsibly. Oh, a little choppy great. on my end. I hope it wasn't choppy for everybody else, but if it was, we will it was, be putting it out. It was a little choppy, but you know what? I think we should play it again, but we're going to bring in all the stars here with us now. And here they are, folks. I think we should play it again. We've got Bama George. We've got Mr. J. We've got Parker Lauren Bailey. And we've got Blake Bass. Oh, my goodness. Bama George and Whitney, what do you guys have on camera with you? This is our spooky death head. <laughs> <laughs> Appropriate. After squatching, we found this. Not in the woods so much as at Lowe's, but we thought it was cool. <laughs> date night shopping at Lowe's. Sounds appropriate. So I think we should watch the commercial one more time. What do y'all think? Oh, I hope it's not choppy this time. I want it to come through. <laughs> Well, if it is choppy, it will be out on our social media pretty quickly. So you'll be able to find it on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, you know, wherever. So let, let's see it one more time. Responsibly. <laughs> Fantastic. I tell you what, that music though, right? Yes. I don't see, I don't see Blake right now, but um, CJ, I think you were going to, um, I believe we were going to dig into the um, Colorado Bigfoot and you were going to go around the room, but I, I would love to hear about his um, yeah. take on the our uh, commercial there yeah let's go around real quick have everybody introduce themselves briefly and uh, give us your hot take on our commercial so blake we'll start with you since you were the composer of that lovely music all right good evening everyone hi uh thank you for having me that was an incredible commercial and um it's a lot of fun very adventurous very um enticing i, I just had a little bit of a moonshine this weekend to celebrate the birthday but i wish i would have had a, a jug of that with me it would have made things a lot more fun i think um <laughs> <laughs> we can guarantee that right absolutely but um yeah i had a lot of fun um you know uh putting the music together i wanted a southern mysterious almost like a blues delta blues acoustic rock kind of thing going on and i played 10 different instruments so i figured why not uh but i thought it was a perfect commercial everybody did such a great job and um i'm excited about it and 
you know, that Colorado footage is something very, very, very mysterious. Yes, we will dive into that. For those that don't know Blake, he's been on our show a few times. He is a director, producer, writer, composer, all of the things. Blake has many, many talents. Blake, real quick, where's the best place for people to find you? Um, they can find me on Facebook. They can find me on my website, which is blakebestauthor.wixsite.com uh, forward slash blakebesthorror. I'm all over the place. Just search my name. Uh, and you'll, you will find me. I am positive of that. <laughs> okay, awesome. We're going to jump over to the creators of our current logo. We've got Parker and Lauren Bailey joining us. Hey, guys. How are you doing? All right, we're doing well. So thank you for joining us. Tell us a little, give us your hot take on the commercial and uh, tell us a little bit about what you guys do, your company that you have, your media company. Oh, all I got to say is where can I get a bottle? Awesome. Yes. I love the audio, the visual. As a photographer and videographer, no complaints. Absolutely awesome. We'll bring you guys in for the real deal commercial next time. <laughs> awesome. But yeah, so uh, we're Monarch Wing Media. We deal with all things creepy, taking photos, exploring old band, uh, old buildings. Uh, we're, I currently have a book on Amazon. It's just a picture book with a bunch of creepy photos we've taken. Uh, working on a second one. It's called Eat, Creep, Sleep, North Carolina. It's going to be all the places, North Carolina, hotels, eateries, sightseeing, anything paranormal, creepy, just stuff like that we're kind of diving into. We're just trying to find some time off work, a lot of work going on. Yes. Well, we are glad that you took some time to join us for the show. Thank you for being here, Parker and Lauren. We're going to head over to Mr. J. Welcome to the show, friend. Such a trooper joining us yesterday to shoot all of that footage. It was fun. It was fun. <laughs> it was a good time. We, we were happy to have Jay with us with his military background in case we did encounter something. I think we all would have probably hid behind Mr. Jay. Show Sasquatch with Kung Fu moves. Yes. Awesome. And then, of course, we have got Bama George and Whitney, who were with us as well. Whitney was behind the scenes directing, giving us some input on where to go and what to do. We appreciate your input. And and George, you showed up in your what was your hat? What was the brand that you, your hat that you were wearing? Oh, it was it was it was camo, but it was a Vineyard Vines camo. Vineyard so I don't Vines. Know that yes. Um, showed up yeah. in his boat shoes and shorts and Vineyard Vines hat to go squatting. <laughs> yeah, I have a, a complaint. So somehow in the editing of this, Tim looks really fast while we were all waiting for him to get out of the way. <laughs> yeah, but in the video, it looks like he's leading the charge. <laughs> what? What are you talking about? Amateurs, that video actually was not edited pretty much at all. It was raw, pretty mm -hmm. uncut. You then know? mine was really buffering because it seems. <laughs> <laughs> I think we'll see it without the uh, delay soon, and then we'll really be able to dive into all of the editing there. But. Oh, yeah. What you need is a little drink. Do you think I should actually pour myself a little? I do. Yes. And we did have some last night. We all toasted with the moonshine. It was my mm -hmm. second time ever having moonshine. And it was good. It's strong. I mean, I know all moonshine is strong. It was good, though. It would definitely do the trick if you were. I was, it was great. It's what it's about. Like, we all had fun out doing oh, something together yeah. and enjoying some moonshine and in the woods and a whole group of people together. Yeah. I think that's what moonshine is all about. It was really fantastic, yeah. That's right. Here's to a great squatching trip with Smoky Mountain Yay. Squatch Shine. Thank you, Mr. Tracy. Bottoms up. 
Yeah, so fun. We are so glad to be partnering with you, Tracy. Yeah. Awesome. All right, let's dive in. So we've got this footage now that has been everywhere of what appears to be a Bigfoot off of a train in Colorado. So Tim, do you have video of that that we can show everybody? I do, and apologies in advance. This might come through a little choppy as well, but we'll do the Probably best. Because there's so many of us on here. Yeah, yeah, imagine. but we'll... Yeah. We'll do the best we can. And so the couple weeks ago, what makes this video so great is it's just a couple, you know, on a train ride through the middle of Colorado. And they just happen to uh, start filming and capture the surprise of their lives. So I'm going to share what is basically the original video. And this is courtesy of user at Spooks spotlight news or is it spook spotlight news anyway one of those and they're on youtube and let's see if i can pull that up i've got it right here this is the original video from the train so if you are listening on the podcast what we're seeing is essentially what looks like a very large bigfoot walking through the desert of colorado where you're seeing weeds <laughs> that's what i would call them growing up in the desert we would call those tumbleweeds oh here it is here's the actual audio of the people on the train oh okay it's not on his part where they're like he squatted down and i think some kid says he's taking a poo it didn't the the audio did not come through on my end if you played it tim oh i hear the audio we don't yeah we don't hear it on our end i don't mm. so you'll just have to read it that. for us well the folks on the train are like Look, there's a legendary creature. He just squat. Can you see the video? Yes. Yeah, so he's he just. Oh yeah, there's an elusive creature. He just squatted down. And I think I hear a quick kid in the background. It's like yeah, there's an elusive. He's taking creature. a poo. And so this is the original train video. And I'm gonna pull up a slightly more zoomed in video now. And I'll I'll see if I can make this one bigger. And here's the elusive creature. You can see it's a little more zoomed in now. Wait. <laughs> he takes a big squat. Mercy. Yeah, here's a this off a news clip. <laughs> off ABC, local ABC news. And there's the Bigfoot. I think this is the guy that took the film. And so, like they said, even from a moving train, the video is pretty good. It's pretty compelling. Yeah, the quality is really good. The quality of the of the video is very good. Now, this sighting has been everywhere. As you're seeing, we're watching him talk about it on ABC News and Stephen Colbert. Yeah. It's been a really big video that people have talked about. And, uh, yeah, Stephen Colbert said, Harry is dropping the Hendersons off at the pool. So, <laughs> yeah, a little, little Bigfoot squat joke in there. But, you know, and, and here's kind of a... Uh, a better zoomed in picture of him. All right. And CJ, if you looks like a, a Bigfoot, I mean, Oh yeah. Not Can... that I've ever seen one in person, but so CJ, if you could just send us around the table and get everybody's yes. first okay. impressions of the original video here. Yeah. So we might've heard Stephen Colbert's opinion and ABC news, but have we heard Bigfoot experts? I don't think so. We've got them here tonight. So we're going to go around and get everybody's opinion of that video. The first time you saw it, Simon says, looks like one of my brothers. Thanks, Simon. <laughs> we have one of your brothers on this show tonight. Yeah, 
<laughs> oh, that's funny. Okay. So let's go ahead and start with you, Tracy. When you first saw this video, what was your gut reaction, initial thought? I thought we finally got a great quality video of Bigfoot. Okay. Mr. J, gut reaction when you saw the video. Um, it looked really real to me. Um, you know, uh, judging by that last picture I seen, it's, he's very well camouflaged. I can give him that if it is, you know, real or fake. But for the most part, I think it looked pretty real to me. Okay, Parker and Lauren, what were your initial thoughts on the video? Honestly, like I don't know if the video is real or fake, but if it is, like if it's fake, that's a really like convincing Sasquatch costume. Yeah, I mean the video quality is good for. I was reading an article and they took it on their iPhone, so I can only imagine what this video would look like on a professional camera. But from what I'm seeing, I have a web page pulled up, and I mean, looks like Bigfoot. Smells like Bigfoot. Must be Bigfoot. <laughs> if only we could have gotten a good close whiff of the Bigfoot. <laughs> okay, Georgia Whitney, initial thoughts on the video when you saw it. So for me, honestly, I've seen more convincing footage just because that was so monochromatic. Like it's hard to differentiate exactly what you're seeing there. Um, though I don't know what that is. <laughs> I, and I mean, that's what there's something really big running through there. I don't know what that is. Okay, Whitney, you have any thoughts? It's an we don't. Earbud. We don't have her. Okay, yeah. we don't. Ha we don't have you, Whitney. You'll have to share your opinions with George. <laughs> Okay, Blake, you have studied all kinds of creatures. You've written books about them. Tell us your thoughts on, on the initial viewing of this video. Well, um, upon seeing it, uh, especially since the train was moving, I mean, I I kind of agree with um, Bama George and company that I've seen some footage that was a bit more convincing in, in certain places. But the fact that this wasn't perfect footage, I think that lends a little credence to its, you know, the factor of it being genuine, um, the way that the creature moved from what I've studied from the, the Patterson Gimlin footage and some of the other footage, it's very convincing movement. And, um, like the, uh, the way that it squats down and almost becomes part of the landscape kind of lends credence to that fact that it can blend in, uh, with the environment or possibly that it might even have some interdimensional travel capabilities or ways to camouflage itself. I think it's, I think it's a good, I think it's good footage. I mean, of the last several that I've seen over the last few years, that's really convincing. And uh, uh, the reactions seem very genuine too. So I think that's a, it's a good case for being genuine, obviously, you know, absolutely. So. Yeah. I can tell you trying to shoot this video yesterday for this question. It is acting is hard. If you're trying to pretend to be scared or seeing something that you no is fake it's really hard to be convincing so the, those people did sound like at least for those who were seeing it out their window that's what they believed that they were seeing dr mounts what was what were your initial thoughts well three things stood out to me it's like mr j said i was flabbergasted at how camouflaged it was now obviously you know we have military hunters in ghillie suits that sort of thing that can be remarkably camouflaged but then again you have to ask yourself if it was a hoax well does it make sense that they would be trying to be perfectly camouflaged and not seen 
So that doesn't make much sense to me. The other thing that stood out to me, and I don't know if it bothered me or what, but if you watch the legs in the videos, the legs appear to be either really long hair or kind of baggy. I don't know which one it is, but obviously that's a key to the mystery, right? Because if it's a baggy pant leg, then it's we're not dealing with a real Bigfoot or baggy suit, you know. But if it's long, shaggy hair, then who knows? Maybe, you know, maybe that adds legitimacy to our video here. So obviously lots of people have tried to debunk the video. Yes, Mr. J. Could I add on to that? So in the military, when you're going out into, you know, into the field, you want to put things in the, to, to camouflage yourself. And that, that to me, I'm sorry, I'm really nervous. Um, it, don't, it was too perfect of a background with the suit that he had on. I guess what I'm trying to say is it almost like he took his surroundings and kind of put it on itself, almost like a ghillie suit. Yeah, he definitely blended in very well as soon as he sat down, which was impressive. So since this video came out, we've had people on either side, right? Some who think this is real, this is great footage of a Bigfoot, and some who have given a thousand different explanations for what else it could be. Tim, can you provide us with some of the other explanations? Yeah, so we do have some additional evidence here, and I want to do a little PowerPoint about that. But before we do that, if it's okay, I want to shoot back to Parker and Lauren Bailey. So they, they yeah. actually brought along some photos with us from oh. Monarch Wing Media. I thought it'd be pretty cool if we could take a look at them. Yes, and, let's do that. And here's the first one from Monarch Wing Media. And remind me what this is called. This is... I called that one Motherly Love. Motherly <laughs> Love, Yes. Pretty creepy if you're listening on the audio version. It's a black and white photo and looks like a baby in a crib and a possibly disturbed woman in the corner. Babies. Where was this taken? So this was a place out in um, uh, Madison, North Carolina. There is a uh, dry goods store which was featured on, I think it was 28 Days Haunted. We went up oh. there, kind of explored it, and I can tell you that place, the vibes are heavy. And this was one of the rooms, I believe, I can't remember, was it the embalming room? Or was that a different room? No, it was, it was a different room on like the other side of like the dry goods store. Um, I think where they showed like, had like the showings for like the funeral. Yeah, it, it was, it's all part of an old funeral parlor that was built into the building. Um, but this wow. was just rooms i believe really spooky yeah you guys are braver photo. than i am i would mm -mm. and and just a little teaser but you know cj he's talking about an embalming room and a funeral home and yes. it just reminds me we have a very top secret special guest author coming on so with excited. us really soon but we'll get to that soon soon enough next from oh. monarch wing media I know, right? What was this? Sunflower ghost? Ghost in the sunflowers? I didn't give this one a formal name. This was just ghost in the sunflowers. Yes, and so Where what we're basically looking at is like it's some sort of black. Instead of your, it's like your typical ghost shape except solid black and in a giant field of sunflowers with a mountainous backdrop. Yeah, this is up on the Blue Ridge. 
Really? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it almost looks like a a nun from behind, like all black, standing in a bright field of sunflowers. The contrast is beautiful. Thank you. And we've also got, I believe, one more here. Oh, my. (laughs) Everybody's favorite, the creepy doll. This is the creepy boy doll. Looks like a Sherlock Holmes baby doll. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> yep, I have a. I took a lot of pictures of creepy dolls, and a lot of those are in my book on Amazon. But this was a place out in um, Littleton, North Carolina. It's the Cryptozoology and Paranormal Museum. The guy has a bunch of cool stuff on Bigfoot and a bunch of haunted items. It's pretty cool. And he let me take pictures of all this stuff and then make quote unquote art out of it. That's awesome. A few weeks ago, I was at the Museum of the Bazaar in Wilmington. I'm not sure if you guys have been there before, but I we did a private birthday party there for a friend and talk about some creepy dolls. That place is everything creepy imaginable. But um, you can head to my Instagram page to see some of the other very intense things at the Museum of the Bazaar, which Typically is not a place that I would find myself with scary things, but a few glasses of champagne and some good friends and some tarot reading, count me in. I mean, based on the pictures I saw, it looked like some Smoky Mountain squat shine broke out that night. Oh, yeah, (laughs) it did look like that. I mean, it got a little crazy over on Instagram for a little while from the Museum of the Unknown. (laughs) We want to thank... Parker and Lauren Bailey with Monarch Wing Media for bringing those spooky photos to us. And now a little presentation on some further evidence about the Colorado trained Bigfoot. And then CJ will toss it around to everybody again. And I just want to start with a close-up again here. This is a close-up. And to me, this is a very intriguing picture. I mean, look how camouflaged. Mm Mm-hmm. That is. I feel like it would almost have to be random chance for somebody to design this costume, if it's fake, to perfectly match that backdrop. Like, what are the odds that in this moment, this fake suit, if it is a fake suit, is perfectly matching the backdrop here of the mountain of the hillside? But it, but yet that happens quite automatically it seems like in the animal kingdom this picture reminds me so much of these books that i used to look at when i was a little girl where you would stare at the image and it would just look like a painting of some sort and then suddenly if you stared at it long enough some the image would pop out at you (laughs) and that's what this looks like like if you were just staring at brown and yellow swirls of tumbleweeds and all of a sudden bigfoot pops out at you Right, and of course, Blake, he is a an aquatic cryptid expert. Blake, are you aware of, uh, have you heard about any sort of camouflaging adaptations among aquatic animals or, or any cryptids? Uh, absolutely, that is something that does happen. Um, it's been reported quite a lot that um, in cases of lake monsters, uh, specifically like Lake Norman, uh, Normie in uh, North Carolina, uh, that it uh, when when it's in deep enough water that it 
the temperature change can affect it to where it almost looks like an upturned boat or more like a dead piece of rotting log. And what I see with this is if you look at it from the way I'm looking at it in one perspective, it looks like um, the Bigfoot's posing for or looking at something off camera. But if you look at it a little bit further back, he almost, it almost looks like it could be a rock formation. You know how rocks and when, when they erode and, and, you know, and the elements hit them, how uh, parts of them wear down sooner than others. And there's like incongruities and, and things like that. But uh, it almost looks like he's, that the Bigfoot is a rock. Uh, so I think that speaks to in, how in nature animals develop um, those, those um, evolutionary, um, you know, things that help uh, camouflage them from other predators, which I don't know what would prey on a eight foot tall, you know, bipedal creature, but I mean, something maybe, but I mean, it's, <laughs> but yeah, it just, it's, that happens in nature. And I think that also lends more credence to the, uh, the uh, genuineness of the, of the footage and, and of this picture is that animals in nature do adapt to their surroundings and, and, um, you know, the evolutionary, uh, abilities they have to protect themselves so but yeah bigfoot totally looks like a big rock <laughs> yeah you know what that's a great point because i i also think that animals do have this adaptation where sometimes they will curl up you know in in into a ball or something or squat in this case to blend into their environment and i have seen uh, shows where animals do attempt to look like a rock or part of the scenery and again, to me, that begs the question, that if this is not legitimate, why would somebody who's trying to be noticed by the people in the train, why would they mimic this behavior, first of all, and why would they attempt to camouflage themselves and, and remain hidden? So it seems like such a natural, animalistic thing to happen. I agree with Blake. It does lend a lot of credence here to the video this is me submitting my formal request that we retract the statement about lake norman as i'm still trying to get my parents <laughs> to move there so if we could <laughs> take okay. the uh, norman uh, judge can we please have that statement stricken from the record judge mouse can we do that <laughs> absolutely and okay listener simon stifler says i feel like the face is too hairless for this to be a true wild ape maybe so but why would someone be out there on that path unless it was planned? Are they going to do tracing or sampling? That's a good question. And listener Barb Ebert Arvin says, looks like it is holding a baby. You know what? Now that Barb mentions that, I mm -hmm. kind of do yeah. see the shape. Yeah, I do too. Right there on his right arm. Mm -hmm. Yes. His left arm. Yes. Yeah, I now, didn't see that until Barb pointed that out. It kind of looks like a cave entrance, too. Like the darker part down where the legs are folded, it almost looks like a cave entrance, too. So it's kind of it's kind of wild. Yeah, this is making me think of, of Patty now, you know, the most infamous and famous Bigfoot video ever, but just so happened to be a female Bigfoot. Is that what we're dealing with here? So thanks for pointing that out, Barb Ebert Arvin, who I'm sure is a Smoky Mountain Squatch Shine fan. <laughs> and I'm going to go on to the next slide here. Now, so this caused a little bit of controversy. Our friend Matt Moneymaker 
of Finding Bigfoot. He says, this is on Instagram, I believe, and his Twitter. The Colorado Railroad video is receiving loads of viewers. It's, uh, it's just a cheap stunt by the mascot of a nearby dealership called Sasquatch Expedition Campers. Real Sasquatches spotted in that region typically have darker fur with various shades, not monochrome, which he calls a red flag. Well, it, it does kind of look like a suit, I mean, but he's perfectly camouflaged, and that just makes me think he took blades of grass and put it on himself. I mean, I, that's just my theory. Could be, and we've got a little map here of where this scenic railroad goes through Colorado. This is courtesy of Matt Moneymaker, and here's an actual photo of the fake Sasquatch used by this camper business. Now, to me, you can see he indeed does have some pretty baggy legs there. I think you would notice that if he was running around the hillside. And Is by there the way, any way huh? you can enlarge that, Tim? Yeah, oh. I can actually. And but also, then again, man, how much workers' comp would have to be on the line to get somebody to <laughs> take off running across the mountainous hillside there? The face is definitely different. The suit, uh, yeah. The eyes, if you look yeah. in the photo, they look a little like more hollow and dark than the suit, which is kind of just like oh. more of a flatter face, in my opinion. You're so right. I he looks more like Fozzie Bear than what we just looked at. Like that doesn't that so what we just saw looks much more like a Bigfoot than this does. Like okay. this doesn't look I mean there's a lot of things you can explain to me. This is not what we just saw. It looks like Bigfoot from Harry and Henderson's. Yeah, it, this <laughs> right. Is, yeah, so this is what I would expect from a fake is for it to look like this. Um what we saw, like I said, I don't know exactly what that was, but this is that's not it i would agree this looks like something i could order on amazon if i wanted to dress up as bigfoot for halloween the other one looks like something that a designer from hollywood would have had to create to make it that realistic that could be but I, I but i mean i know tim probably remembers years ago when he was still living uh they approached john chambers who worked as the suit and uh, prosthetic designer on planet of the apes and they asked him point blank if he built a suit for the Patterson footage and he uh, adamantly denied that to his death. I mean, and, and um, there's no proof that he had anything to do with that. So even if the thoughts were that it was a suit, that would have to be one of the best suits that would have to be streamlined top of the line technology. And, and certainly if that was uh, that business doing that, they would have spent hundreds of thousands. I mean, I, I know on the, uh, the Howling uh, Part 4, just the basic werewolf suit they used, that was uh, $75,000 for the basic before they did anything for the, the werewolf makeup on the face. So if they were going to do something with the Bigfoot thing like that, they would have to spend. That's That's got to be at least a two hundred, three hundred thousand dollars $300,000 suit, if that's what that is. Right. I'm glad you brought up the classic sci-fi series, Planet of the Apes, Blake, because, you know, the interesting thing about Planet of the Apes, other Bigfoot costumes from that era, and even today, like there was a Bigfoot on uh, the Bionic Man on an episode where he fought Bigfoot. 
is that they are clearly fakes. They are clearly men in suits, right? Like you watch Planet of the Apes and you're like, you have no illusion that you're looking at something real. The only thing you're looking at are people in suits, right? Tracy, I wonder what do you think here now that you see this local business with a fake Sasquatch? The suit, if it is suits, they're night and day. I mean, this looks like she said, Amazon quality suit. And the other one is just absolutely, you know, it blends in perfect. And they and they say that Bigfoot has cloaking abilities. So who's to say that he's not cloaking where he's at? You know, he's trying to blend in with his surroundings there with his cloaking ability that they say that Bigfoot does have. And one thing I wanted to add, you know, the the Gimlin film, why would they have made a female Bigfoot to begin with? You know, that's a question that always arose with me. If it was a fake, why did they pick, of all things, a smaller female to make the suit if it was a suit? And that's all I that's a good point, and believe it or not, all things unexplained, we actually do have a theory on that. Why Patty was a female, one possible explanation, but we have been sworn to secrecy until at least certain people have passed away. That's all, and that's all I'm allowed to say on that. But of course, we love Patty, oh, oh. I, and if you might notice, Patty's in the background here. Bama George, you had some? Yeah, so I was just going to say, like if you look at this suit that we're looking at right now so it is big and bulky so when we looked at that other picture we all thought that maybe that was holding a baby if you zoom in on that and i did that actually more looks like a muscular shoulder if you zoom in on it and you can't do that with a suit um so like if you look at this there's no real shape like i said it looks like fuzzy bear to me but if you look at that picture it actually looks more like a muscle like a, a large shoulder muscles what that looks like so that is one more thing and as a very skeptical person that i told you you know before i'm not sure it doesn't make sense that those would be the same things right and i can't disagree with that and if you didn't notice i just zoomed in on patty so if you look on on my screen that's one of the things about patty patty was not only female but patty was big and muscular too like you could see muscles rippling in her body but one thing that people po did point out about the video is it looked like a really big creature whether even if that creature was a person in a suit they were big and tall that's what it looked like so matt moneymaker also pointed out good old matt that apparently the co-owner of sasquatch <laughs> expedition campers in silverton colorado is kind of a big dude and i think the insinuation is might not be able to get you know eight dollar an hour high schooler to romp across the mountainside but the co-owner you know the six foot eight co-owner whatever he is there and he is a tall dude you can tell maybe he gets out there maybe that's how he gets his kicks that's his insinuation from <laughs> yeah, very that well money maker you know, I mean, that could be, but I'm almost 6'6", six, six, and I can tell you, if I was out in a suit, out there like that, 
you would still be able to tell it was a suit. The flexing of the muscles, the musculature, the tendons, the way that things flex, that's a natural appearance that happens in, in animals and mammals and in nature. That's even the best technology can't replicate unless they had a hydraulic thing and that was an animatronic top of the line five nights at freddy's style which i don't think it is and i certainly don't think that a business would spend that much money my goodness i mean then you're talking three quarters of a million dollars for a suit because i do know from working on sets on films that animatronic uh ex endoskeletons and stuff those go into some of them are 100 125,000 just for the the, the skeleton part so CJ, what do you think? Co-owner, big dude. I mean, I've, I'm sitting here rewatching it, trying to get a better idea of what I'm looking at. It's so far away. It's hard to say. This talk of muscles and things like that. I'm not seeing that. I'm just seeing a shaggy thing. Walk. <laughs> it blends in really well. I'm not, I don't know. I can't say for sure one way or the other. If it was some kind of publicity stunt, it worked. Can I add something to that real quick? So yes. even if this guy was in the suit, the I was doing some research. It's called the Durango Silver to Narrow Gauge Railroad. It is a nine hour round trip and it's forty five miles of railroad. Goodness. How would he get out there? It's inaccessible by motor vehicle. This man would have had to walk a lot of miles to be in a perfect spot as that train passes through even if he was in the suit and i don't know how hot it is in colorado in the the area but i don't think that'd be a fun activity for him yeah so we do so it does say exactly where it was in colorado that was going to be one of my questions where are we talking yeah i can pull the map back up here cj this was here just South of Silverton, Colorado, it appears. It it made me want to go on that train ride. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, it's definitely going to increase business for the train ride. So, you know, good news for the co-owner, whether he was running buck naked in a glued-on suit or not. So, good job for him. Now, here's an interesting one to me. I put side-by-side a close-up of the train Sasquatch and a close-up of the business Sasquatch. I would love to know everybody's impressions of that. That face is different. If that's a, that, that's, that face is a completely different shape, height in relation to the head and doesn't even have the same kind of like the one on the other side looks like a Halloween costume face. The one that's monochrome looks like a real face that those are, those are two different faces. The colors just night and day. They they don't match at all. I mean, it's the face doesn't match. The color doesn't match. The mascot would stand out like a sore thumb out there on where that was at. So, to me, it's no question that they're not the same. I've got a couple of different things. Both of these pictures were taken at different times of the day, so the lighting would be different. That, the suit on the right, the mascot-looking one, that you can definitely tell that's just fake, fake. But I'm still having a hard time with the train footage one. It To me, it just looks like a really well-put-together suit. Yeah, almost a Gilly, uh, Gillian uh, a 
military sniper suit and put him with a bunch of the surrounding grass. Um, I, did, I don't think it's real. I don't think it's real. Parker and Lauren, what do y'all think? I mean, personally, I think that someone could have easily made alterations to the mascots, like uniform, or they ha could have gotten like another, like a second one and made those alterations um, to make it blend in more to like the surroundings. It kind of looks like if they could have, you know, used it as like a base and then did some like alterations to it. I, I agree on that. I, I just threw the original photo into one of my photo editing apps and I'm kind of playing around with the curves and exposure on it. And the more I take down the exposure, I'll see if I can move this around and can I flip the camera? Maybe not, but I don't know if you can see that clearly, but the face becomes more distinguished and it kind of looks like Abraham Lincoln with a beard and an afro in that. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's pretty cool. What does that tell you now that you've uh, adjusted the picture a little? I mean, I can see it being someone being in a suit, possibly. It's like the facial features are very human as you kind of look into it closer. All right, Tracy. What's your final thoughts here on the side-by-side -side comparison? Well, the side-by-side -side comparison, it just looks totally different. And... He said different times of the day. Of course, that could play a part in it, but I'm still I'm still on the fence. But I think we have a big foot in the field because of where it's at. You know, if the guy was out there traipsing around, I would be afraid of somebody taking a pop shot at me. You know, so I would be scared of that. But if it isn't, and it is a fake, that's one heck of a costume. <laughs> so I agree that it, if it is a fake, it's one heck of a costume. I've watched it and rewatched it several times now as others have been going through their ideas. And the way that it blends in with the surroundings is pretty darn impressive for somebody to have made that costume knowing exactly where they were going to be and what they were going to do so if it is a costume props to whoever made it and uh, if it's not then that's pretty wild and exciting that's right and i tell you what i can't sit here and say that it is definitely a bigfoot but i do feel confident in saying that these are not the same they're not the same if it's a I, suit, I would agree with that. it's not the business suit. So Matt Moneymaker, I think that he's wrong. This is not, it's not the business suit that we see in the pictures that's here being filmed from the Bigfoot train. So can we say this is definitely a Bigfoot? I think, of course, we cannot say that. But can we say, but what we can say is, I think with pretty high confidence, this is not the business Bigfoot. I'd agree with that. I'm going to throw one other theory out there. <laughs> you know, it just seems like we were all hot on the trail of UFOs and the Senate hearings and wanting to know more about UFOs. And suddenly everybody is talking about this Bigfoot video instead. Is it possible that we all are just being thrown off the scent of something far more important? 
<laughs> Any thoughts? <laughs> really, the X Files of you. I like that. The truth is out there. Absolutely, <laughs> the truth is out there. Well, you know that there are theories. I mean, I've heard it said before that UFO drama tends to kick up at the same exact time as political drama. That Bigfoot drama, for whatever reason, tends to kick up at the same time, ironically, as political drama. You know, the good news is we're not on here talking about Ukraine. We're not talking about, I guess it's good news. We're not talking about what's happening in the Middle East with Israel right now. And, um, you know, is that on purpose? Is that disinformation? Is that some psyops at play? I mean, I think there's a lot of psyops at play all over the place, right? We just had a senator from Texas, I believe, that was arrested for basically treason with Egypt, selling secrets to Egypt, you know. So our government and our military and our society has been infiltrated on many levels by all sorts of factions. And I definitely believe that the paranormal fits in there somewhere. Although I'll be darned if I can say exactly how. I think Parker had some insight too. I heard you chime in there for a second, Parker. Oh, I disagree with what you said. I mean, everything kind of arises when there's something bigger going on to keep us distracted from the bigger things. Yeah. Seems that way. It's very, they live right with mm -hmm. Rowdy Roddy, Roddy Piper. Shout out to the, the great Rowdy Roddy Piper. Okay. If you've ever seen, they live, I mean, this was a, and CJ, you've, you've actually I've seen, seen it, it, right? A, a very, um, Orwellian society, right? But you know, times are tough. People are trying to find a job, you know, um, and, and they're surrounded by what commercials and, and subliminal messages to, to buy, to sleep, to obey, to not pay attention, to watch TV, to consume, you know, anything. Speaking of buying and consuming, please go to Smoky Mountain Squat Shine Dark. <laughs> oh, that. You know what? Hey, I'll, I'll raise a glass to that. Matter of fact, we have a special deal for our listeners. If they, uh, if they go to SmokyMountSquatShine.com right now and use promo code SquatShine with a capital S, they will save 10%. Yes, sir. Mr. Tracy Arvin is here with us from Smoky Mountain Squat Shine. I've got mine on hand. We went squatching and celebrated a little bit after with some Smoky Mountain Squat Shine last night. So thank you, Tracy Arvin. Save 10% with promo code SquatShine right now at SmokyMountainSquatShine.com. Yes, what a treat. We did have so much fun. Ooh, yeah, All we right. Did. Well, I'm not sure that we came up with the answer, but I am sure that we had really good discussion about it. So I appreciate everybody sharing their insight and thoughts and their expert analysis on that Bigfoot video. Tim, is there anything else we needed to cover before we say well, our I, I would just like to pass it around to everybody. Everybody, let everybody know where they can check out your stuff and your final thoughts for the night. All right, we'll start with you, Tracy. You can find me at SmokyMountainSquatShine.com. Pick your bottle up. You won't be disappointed at all. So No, you won't. 
and you might have whole new thoughts on Bigfoot and UFOs, a couple of glasses of moonshine. <laughs> you never know what you're going to see. Yeah. Every bottle's different. That's right. Like Larry said, a toast to the legends. A toast to the legends. Absolutely. All right, Mr. J, thank you for joining us. Any final thoughts for us for the evening? Uh, no, thank you for having me. Um, I really appreciate it. Um, and uh, you guys have a great night. Thank you. Blake Best, sending it your way. One more time, where can everybody find your stuff? We'll come, we'll come back to you, Blake. All right, Parker and Lauren, thank you for joining us. Send us your website one more time. Uh, so I don't have a website. It's in the works. But uh, okay. Instagram is Monarch Wing Media. Monarch Wing Media. And Wonderful. Yes, ma'am. Thank you for having us. This yeah. has been fun. Yeah, thank you guys for joining us. And one more time, they are the creators of our logo. Logo, Very creative people. We really appreciate you guys doing that for us. And authors, designers, sounds like you're an audio and visual too, which is fantastic. So thank you. All right, Blake, back to you. Give us your website well, again. All right. It's a www.blakebestauthor.wixsite.com forward slash Blake Best Horror. So all my music composition stuff that's been on film tv podcast stuff for all things unexplained i'm also the composer of uh this uh, smoky mountain squat shine uh theme music for the commercials so i'm just proud to be involved with something that means a lot to me cryptozoology and uh, a good brew you know you can't you can't go wrong with those two right <laughs> absolutely i've got Thank some of my blake best favorites my blake best collection right Oof. here those look intense, Blake. Those look intense. <laughs> All right. And Dr. Mounts, you have released some new books, re-released some old ones. Tell us where we can find your book. Oh, heck yeah. So actually a number two new release right now on Amazon is a little book called Pick a Bigfoot Pickleball. Just look it up on Amazon, Bigfoot Pickleball. And there it is, number two release. It is a children's book. It stars Bigfoot's. It stars Yowies, and it, it talks about pickleball. So uh, there's a lot of folks out there in the pickleball world. This would be perfect for grandkids and kids. And and just out also, just a time for Halloween, Bigfoot Halloween Party. It's not your average counting book, so I used to teach math. It comes with its own math website, and it's Bigfoots and lots of other cryptids go into a Halloween party, and you get to count them. But trust me, it's not just your Borno 1 to 10, so that's it. Also on Amazon, Bigfoot Halloween Party. Thanks for giving me that shout out, CJ. Yes, it truly is my kids' favorite book. They ask for it all the time. Oh, they and absolutely love it. I almost forgot. New from All Things Unexplained Publishing right now. Brand new. We stepped a little oh, bit yeah. outside our wheelhouse here for essays on Eastern and Western philosophies and religions by Aaron Chatterjee. This was published by All Things Unexplained Publishing. Oh, look so, at that. You have the actual physical copy. That's awesome. Yeah, I do. So there's our logo <laughs> on the back. Fast. You can find this on Amazon. It's on Kindle. It's on paperback and hardcover. It's called Essays on Eastern and Western Philosophies and Religions. I expect this is going to be stocked in a lot of university libraries and schools. And it is a wonderful book by a wonderful person, Mr. Aaron Chatterjee. Yeah. All right. Lots of exciting things for all of our guests. And we have some big, exciting things coming up in the next few weeks that we can't tell you about yet. And it's killing me. But stay tuned because whew, 
Big step on the way. You can find me on Instagram and Instagram only <laughs> at the unexplained CJ. I hope that you will give me a follow and join us for our journey. We appreciate everybody for tuning in, for sending in your comments and questions, for our guests for joining us tonight. That's it for all things unexplained. We hope that you will stay happy, stay strange, and listen to all things unexplained. Until next time. Good night, everybody. Good. Thanks. Like. Share, follow, comment, subscribe, support. What's your hot take on Travis Taylor? (laughs) (laughs) I've got an exclusive for you guys if you want it about the Alaska. We do. Okay, okay. All things unexplained. Some of that I think, sir, will save for closed session. Mm-hmm.